If you're a physician who wants more autonomy in how you practice or fulfillment in your life, you're in the right place. This is the Change Physician Podcast, where our guests reveal how you can learn the mindsets, skills, and strategies to create the life you want without selling out your morals or values. But before we begin, I want to remind you of the free book giveaways, guides, and other physician resources available to you at thechangephysician.com. This is the Change Physician, episode 244. Welcome back to The Change Physician. I'm Melissa Cady, The Challenge Doctor, with my co-host, Dr. Kevin Kukaro. And we're going to talk a little bit about a topic I think uh, Kevin and I both love, and we do know there are other people that love this too, so we figured we might as well uh, discuss the topic of certain experiences of travel that have maybe changed how we travel. What do you, what do you think about that? Well, I, I, it's interesting because we're, we're going to talk about travel. and. Yeah. And what's fascinating is I think most people like to travel, but the topic is so incredibly broad <laughs> um, that it doesn't really say much. And so I, I was going to, you know, we're talking about basically is travel experiences that sort of changed how you we travel, right? Mm-hmm. And so the first part I would talk, I would kind of start off about is sort of the baseline. So um, like for me, my travel experiences when I was growing up, and, and this God, I, I can, man, my brain's going like 65 different directions at once. Cause I, it's, I think as a, as a nation, we travel differently now uh, as compared to perhaps what our youth was maybe. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's, I don't know. So I'd be interested in here, what people's travel experiences when, when they're young during now, but my travel experiences when I was young were um, uh, pretending kind of more local travel kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So we used to go into California. We did a lot of like three day weekend trips a lot. Rarely did we take an entire week off. So breaks, I don't remember really going a lot of places on big breaks, maybe in the summer. There was a couple of times like we drove, uh, went up to Seattle one year, um, but it was more kind of local and more sort of, I don't know if necessarily spur, spur of the moment, but kind of like sh- shooting over because I grew up in Carson City, Nevada, and we'd shoot over to um, San Francisco and do like three days or two day weekends there or or whatever. And that was sort of our travel experience. The other big one was my best friend and I, his family would run a houseboat. And he used to invite me to go with him on the houseboating thing. And that would be a week. Mm-hmm. And we would drive up to Lake Shasta and we would get on a houseboat with families. Right. Which was just amazing, you know? And so, um, but I, I mean, I remember the first time I was ever on a plane that I physically remember because we went when I was really, really little to Ohio, but I was so young, I don't remember it. But we were, it was a one-way trip. We had driven to San Francisco and I flew back from San Francisco to, to the Reno airport. And it was, you know, I, I don't remember how old it was. It must've been like nine or something in there. And it was amazing. And we're on the airplane and it was like, you know, come on, it's like an hour. <laughs> now it's, it's, a, it's such a different perspective. Um, but that's so, I didn't travel a lot by airplane until um, I'm trying, I, you know, I interviews for medical school. I can't really call that, but you, that was the first time I flew a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but probably with my wife is where, where, where these longer, more, com- I don't know necessarily complex, but much more significant distances were involved. Yeah. And, um, and that says, is really kind of changed my perspective a lot on, on what is and what is not a vacation and what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So um, 
that, I don't know. So that, so I, that, that's where I'm going to kind of start from is I went from these kind of small local where we're driving a lot of little weekend things, not necessarily long extended ones to sort of moving now into, um, in, in, you know, a long phase of like planning, like we're going to go here and it becomes much more of a travel, although it's so elitist to say travel experience, but it's, it's, it's different than those kind of way that we grew up. Like, so how did you grow up and what did you do when you traveled or did you travel or, mm. or what, when you were young? So most of our travel was done by car for, you know, I think more financial reasons, um, as a family, but, um, I don't really think of like, and most of it was centered around sports and tournaments. Mm -hmm. So, um, that was my experience, uh, you know, even going up to New York, I remember, you know, we took a long trip up to New York by car. Like, you know, that was, I don't remember too many like flights. Um, but, uh, you know, some tournaments required it, it just, but mostly what I remember is car, but I would say my, most of my air travel was kind of when it came into play was in my training. Um, I think the limitation in the U.S. is that for most people employed, you know, after college, before I went to medical school and all this, um, you're limited on on the time off, which is really restricts your the way that you view travel a lot of times. But where my expansion happened was in my training, my residency, where we received travel funds to go to continuing education. And boy, did I take advantage of that. So I would pinpoint friend I want a friend I would want to see and then I would find out the conferences that are in that location <laughs> so I could get reimbursed and be able to afford the trip and it would either be a weekend to a week and so that was my target was just trying to blend an um you know a, a personal motivation of mine to see a friend and see a different city that I haven't seen and blend it with something that was medical so that I could have a good excuse to go there. So I would say that would be my first opener into travel. Um, well, and that, that presents the, um, it just kind of reminds me because without a doubt, residency changed how we traveled simply because of the logistics that were involved. Mm -hmm. Like I walked into residency and someone said schedule, and I, we talked about this somewhere, but we schedule your vacation because if it gets to the end of the year and there's no availability, you're going to lose it. Mm -hmm. And we got four, I think it was four weeks, which sounds like a lot, except when you're working like know, whatever ungodly amount that you're working. And, um, and since my wife and I were both residents, we were super conscientious about scheduling our time. So like when, when it came the first day of the, of the academic year for residency, I had already pretty much said, you know, we're blocking out these dates and this is, and we're going, or we're doing something. Cause once you had those dates and you had planned, then we, you know, kind of figure out kind of what, what else is happening. But that's what I noticed with being very proactive about scheduling your vacation is that um, you took them mm -hmm. and it sounds kind of stupid, but then when I was an attending and, uh, and we had young kids and our in many ways was more flexible mm -hmm. than it had been. Our time was more flexible because, you know, we can now schedule things when we wanted to. We weren't like, I wasn't terrified that, you know, we, we were going to have no availability and it was going to reset all the time and all that stuff. Right. Um, we, we, we didn't become as for, there was a period of time when we, because we didn't schedule, we didn't plan Yeah. the vacations 
we didn't really have a lot of as many vacations. We, you know, go see my family and things. And those are, those are awesome, but we didn't do any of the other kind of experience things as much. And, um, and so I think that was one of the big learning points for me is even if you have a ton of time and then if you're not a super spur of the moment, because there's people will just drop out everything and go, I am not one of those people. Yeah. Um, but just just kind of looking, this kind of goes back to the planning things that we've talked about on goal setting, I think, is just kind of looking at the year and then just plotting out and then and then blocking out time to do something and then planning those things in advance. You can always revise them. But man, it just it just seems to really have opened up and 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 created more possible experiences than waiting passively by. Again, if you were a if you're a spur of the moment person, all you need is time. That's a totally different issue. But for those of us who plan, I think there's quite a few people who are planning and you're dealing with scheduling and things like that. Um, just blocking out the time and filling it in as you, well, not necessarily later, but pl- planning in advance has re- really changed and, cha- and allowed us to have more experiences than we would probably otherwise have. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I was thinking about how things really just changed the most for for travel um well first of all i'll just say that i've come to appreciate because i have in the past i have done like an all-inclusive kind of like party resort kind of place and for those situations yeah it's nice to be all-inclusive you're not thinking about money or whatever but when you're trying to go see places or do things like i've come to appreciate that doing a little bit of research to know what's in that country or what's in that place, like have certain, whatever your loves are or curiosities are, like have certain main points so that you really take advantage of that opportunity. <clears throat> but I'm very, I have learned, I do not. And maybe it's because I was with team sports and there's a lot of coordination and all those things. Lots of people dealing with different personalities mm-hmm. and stuff. <clears throat> I think of myself as not wanting to be the person with a very strict itinerary. It is so stressful like I'm trying to get away from stress. Like I didn't, I want the freedom of, okay, on this day, we know we want to do this, but everything else around it, like use that as part of the excitement and the fun to discover and, 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 you know, go with the flow and don't be so rigid. And like, I, I have plenty of time in my job where I'm, you know, being serious or taking care of things or just your normal day-to-day home stuff, where you're just trying to be responsible adult in America. Like it's, it's something that, you want to really experience people, you want to experience things. And sometimes part of that is just experiencing what is interacting with you at the time, not ignoring and doing what you've been doing and honing in on this target at in your work. This is a situation where you want to really just take it all in. And so I feel like I am so anti like strict itinerary, unless it's like, you know, we're going to you know, go to great white sharks to go dive. Like there's a strict itinerary on the boat for certain things. Like, okay, I get that. Um, but like the general vacation plan, like to me, it's like, you need to have some flexibility. I guess you have thoughts about that. Oh, I have lots of thoughts on that. I mean, cause there's all, there's, there's, I'm trying to think of a third seat because you kind of touched on the Krausers, which is the people who go to an all-inclusive, which is kind of just like going to a place that's similar to the U.S. Um, and people do that. And I guess if you don't want to think about anything and you just want to yeah. relax by a pool, that's cool. I don't, yeah. I, I, I don't particularly enjoy that for a number of different reasons. Yeah. Um, and then there's the um, Crammers, the that that itinerize everything. 
um and 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 those those is like well i have 60 we got if we go you know it's like the vacation we got to hit this we got to hit this we got to hit this and it's more like like so they can say they saw it actually versus they actually experienced anything and that's like worried about what people think like this is uh. oh did you go see this did you go see this no 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 and um and that was i guess that was the thing that really that we've learned one of the other things that is is we're not crammers um so what we tend to do is we we literally will go somewhere and then we pick generally about one key thing that we want to do a day Mm -hmm. yep and that's it like and you know there's other things that occur but um like one of my my favorite trips we ever took we went to portugal and my sister and brother-in-law went and um it was so awesome because first of all i don't i'm i dislike i get stressed by by planning things Mm -hmm. not unless it's just me and then i don't really care because but i get people gonna like it blah 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 blah. man it was great my uh, my wife my brother-in-law would kind of identify what we were going to do and i would just say okay and we did one thing and we would strike out with hub and spoke it from we had this great little uh condo that we were staying at and we would hit the one place and just experience it right and then um come back and we ate cheese and drank wine like all evening and it was it was it was so relaxing and so amazing because we just literally got to enjoy each other and then identify these targeted places that we wanted to see and then spend the time in there versus run around one of the most um ultimately was a good experience but i remember the time it was well i was laughing the whole time is trying to the the cramming sort of thing. When my wife and I first went to China, um, we were in Beijing and they had these tours and the tours like, why don't we go see the, uh, the forbidden palace and go see the, the summer palace on the lake and see the temple of heaven and like, like seven different things. And you did it in one day. It was, um, that was called, that was a cramming for sure. And the experience that I really remember is just how ridiculous it was when we were running around the whole time. And then we also had two Korean, we had uh, three Korean businessmen, two Chinese families, and a tour company that probably wasn't super legit. And it was in watching the antics as the families would go after the, <laughs> the two Chinese families. They, you know, they were yelling at this person, and the three three Korean businessmen are like talking to us, going like, "What are we doing now? We have no idea what's happening," and and oh, getting dropped God. off and no bus. But, um. So we saw all these, we saw all these sites, but we didn't get to experience the sites. So, you know, it was the bus that I remember more than any of those places. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, it reminds, you know, what this reminds me of that cramming situation you discussed is the, sorry, I'm going to say it, the damn conferences that pack like a hundred million things in one weekend or a whole week. And it's like, you feel like you got to get your money's worth, but then, you know, like granted they could maybe record them all and you can go through them later. But I love the conferences that are half days and, or it just has a certain, like, you know, there's certain um, sections that are spread out based on what your interest is or whatever, where you can just pick and choose. But I've done so many conferences, medical and non-medical. I would say the medical is like the worst um, where they just pack too much stuff. And, you know, that's like, you're, you know, they're trying to get their CMEs and they're like trying to get away and they're trying cram, to have cram, vacation cram. and yeah. they're still in the same pattern of go, go, go. And like, you feel obligated. And it's like, 
it's it's the the construct is supportive of burnout <laughs> i just personally well, think it, that... it's it, it's a contract supportive of of putting a bunch of cme in one location yeah and getting a bunch of credits but it is not conducive to learning at all and this this you know um I don't want to veer too much off of the off the topic on on travel too much, but tra like conference is as a travel and like anybody who thinks you're going to go to a CME event and learn is crap ton is ridiculous because yeah. it's it it doesn't a they don't change behavior is not conducive to learning, um, but it is it's one of those ways to get a bunch of credits. I don't yeah I, I I for the game of getting CME credits versus actually learning medical problems I don't even see them as the same thing anymore. Yeah. It's like if I want to met, learn something medically, I go out and research it and I learn it. And if I need my credits to fulfill some requirements, now I do a bunch of online stuff and I'm just getting credits because I, it's a it's a total game and doesn't yeah anyway. Yeah. But the but for the travel part, like the um the I guess um what I would be most interested from is what can you identify like a key vacation that fundamentally changed how you approach future vacations like something that you're like i did this until and now we do this and this is this is the preference yeah so i used to do hotels a lot i i think also that the the, the environment uh, that we live in now is different with airbnbs and whatnot um 2010 took my first five-week vacation which seemed like a lot you know um my husband uh at the time boyfriend um was willing to go with me and i just finished all my training and uh the year before and i was determined to to go to australia new zealand um, I've had interest in Europe and other areas really haven't done a lot of that, but just, I've just had this draw. Um, I could go into that, but let's just say I've had just the feeling that I wanted to go down there and I, I knew a couple of people down there. So that helped. Um, but that changed my life. It changed my husband's life. <laughs> and, and, uh, if it tells you anything, we've been down to Australia and or New Zealand, 2010, 2013, 2015, 2017, 18, 19, and 22. So um, it's like a second home for us. And so I think that initial travel and really not doing the week thing, not doing the two week thing, but literally allowing yourself to disconnect from your routine, disconnect yourself from everything that's well known to you um, to really experience an adventure together, not just alone, but together um, is incredibly bonding and it really teaches you more about yourself and things you've taken for granted, um, makes you more worldly in general. And so I think it's changed us forever because we just, it's, it's made us appreciate a lot of things. So I, I feel like we have a hard time going somewhere and just like going to a hotel and staying. I mean, unless it's like just for a quick thing, like an overnight stay or something to, to make the, end, the ends meet together. But we like staying in a place where we feel like, like one of the locals and really mm -hmm. take it all in. And so yeah. uh, even if it's just like, you know, it's Airbnb through that kind of commercial thing, or we stay with friends of family of friends and um, it's really joyful. And, and um, I don't see us ever wanting to change that. Like it's, it's a big thing. What about you? 
Well, I, I think the when we graduated from medical school, we rented a um, a house at, in the Outer Banks with two other couples. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I'd done the houseboating thing, but that was the first time I ever did a house rental with anybody. And that was as similar as like, this is, if you have a group of people, man, doing doing a house is like the way to go. Yeah. Uh, it's... It's just awesome. I just it you and you all get to hang out together. And I think my mom kind of continues this stuff because she rents a house every summer and we all meet up and and hang out in the house. And it's just you're just there. Mm-hmm. You know, you're with them. Now we may not be in another country when we're doing that, but you're still sure. getting this kind of new location and you're yes. you're just enjoying each other, oftentimes doing nothing, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um being present. So, be just and I guess that's a big part is is being present and um yeah I really I I I enjoy that kind of travel. You know the other really thing that really shocks me was um just being open to new experiences, particularly with so we're we're kind of talking about some and some of the things we may be discussing may be rigid. Oh, I don't like this. I don't want to do all inclusive. Blah 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 blah. But but the other thing that I've kind of learned over time is just literally be open to the idea of doing something new. Mm-hmm. And this came about when we were living in San Diego, and San Diego happens to be a cruise hub. Like a, there's a port there. I had never in my wife in my life wanted to be on a cruise ever. And you do the jokes, oh, the cruises, and all you do is eat and do nothing, and that's for the people who don't you know, whatever. And cruises are dumb. And, and, um, I said all that stuff mm-hmm. and my wife's like, you know, we have a, there's a port here. We should at least try it. And I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't know about this. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to blah, blah, blah. And so finally I'm like, okay, we did it. And oh my God, we had like the best time. It was, it was, it was crazy. Like, um, we had young kids at the time. We, it was just, it was like a five day, six day cruise or something. I can't remember exactly what, um, it happened to be during spring break. So the cruise line, which usually doesn't have a lot of kids and wasn't one of those mega ships. I've never been on like the 5,000 yeah. people one. This had 800, maybe 1,500 people and in like half of them were kids. It was some crazy yeah. kid thing. Yeah. And they had this kids club stuff. And so um, my kids loved it and they went off. And so we just got to spend time together. And what I found, I just loved being on the ship. Like- yeah. The sea days were the were so relaxing, and you can see everywhere, and um, and we just had an amazing time, and and I, and I just remember that because here I was like like saying all these nasty things about cruises, mm-hmm. having never experienced being on a cruise, yeah, and then um. You know, would I want to do them all the time? No, but do I want to do like an extended cruise? Like I literally want to do like one to Hawaii where there's like 10 sea days because I loved being on the sea almost more than I loved being in the ports. I didn't like the ports as much. Um, And it's funny because we have friends and I mentioned, oh, we don't do cruises. I'm like, have you ever been on a cruise? No, but we know we don't want to do that. Knock it. (laughs) Like, come on. You don't, you, you literally just don't know. Like, okay, we're making fun of all inclusives. You don't know you don't you until you've experienced it. You actually don't know that you don't that you're not going to like it. And I've had, we've had some really good good times at um I, um well. So my wife's cousin they have a timeshare in in Mexico, and it's a great time for us to get there together and hang out. Now, technically, this is an all inclusive resort, except for the fact if you don't purchase the all inclusive aspect of the food, we which we never do for two reasons. One, we can't eat that much. Like, 
I just can't eat that much, like to make it worthwhile. And I don't drink that much. Um, Good for 20 something year olds. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's insane, but then we were there and we have a nice resort and they have a pool and we're relaxed and the facilities are really nice. And then we go out and walk in the town and we eat with the locals and do all that stuff. So I can never say that I wouldn't do that because we've, we've had those experiences and I'm sure there's an all-inclusive somewhere that creates this amazing environment that is just like obscene and, and I'm sure that's fun. Um, but I've, and I haven't done it. And so I'd be open to it. I just know my, sure. what our, our regular preferences are. So I guess, I guess things that have changed me with travel is the ability to be open to new experiences, even ones that you think that you're not going to like. Now, granted, if you hate to swim and then, and you're going to do shark cages, maybe that's not a good idea. That's maybe not a good you, don't, choice. you don't necessarily need to be open to that, but, yeah. but the, you know, the, I, I, the biggest one is the cruise. If you've never been on a cruise, and you say you'll never do a cruise because you hate cruises. I'm going to say, go do a uh, cruise. <laughs> go, go, because there's also a billion different types. There's small yeah. cruises, big cruises, large cruises, this cruise, there's river cruises, there's ones yes. on catamarans, there's luxury cruises, there's not luxury cruises. There's so there, it's, it's sort of like saying, well, I hate, um, I, I, I hate, I'm trying to think of something having a good it. time on a boat. I hate having, yeah, I don't like having, I don't like to have a vacation. <laughs> What? Because there's so many variations of what a potential location can be. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, I, I've actually talked to my husband about maybe doing a river cruise on the Rhine River um, and just exploring a little bit over there. But um, what made your what made you agree to the cruise when you fought it with your wife? I didn't have a real good argument for why not. Because. Um, <laughs> Like literally, like it's yeah. like I didn't want to do it, and I'm like, eh. the the I'll, I'll say one of the other big concerns I had is I had um a couple of years before that is when I first moved to we we moved to San Diego and and uh, one of the guys in the anesthesia department at, at uh, medical center San Diego uh, at Balboa would organize this deep sea fishing trip, mm. and so I was I'd been there for like a couple months. He's like, oh, you want to do this deep sea fishing trip? It's a oh, whatever. Yeah. It's a charity thing. I remember this. Yeah, dude. I got so seasick. It was horrible. Like I, I um, just puked the whole time and was lying on my back. And so one of my fears with the cruises, it was kind of fresh at that moment. It was like, I'm gonna, um, I don't want to throw up. And yeah. it was weird. Cause then the, so I agreed and I kind of in the, you know, and yeah, we had to buy some clothes because you have to sometimes dress up and blah, blah, blah. But um, it, and I, again, I wasn't super enthusiastic and I was afraid of a couple things. And then as we were leaving the harbor, I'll never forget this. I could, I literally felt when we moved from the harbor to, to the open sea, it was like a, like that. And my body knew, and mm-hmm. I was like, Ooh, but I didn't. And then I was fine the rest of the trip and yeah. a little rough water at the end, but I was fine. So I wasn't, that wasn't a big deal to me. Um, and then I just remember being super relaxing. Cause one of the things I don't like to do is have to think a lot. Um, yeah. I love traveling and not having to make decisions. Yeah. Like if I, if someone says, we, why don't, you know, why don't we eat here? I'm like, okay, that sounds great. Do you want to do this? You know, that sounds fun. Um, so one day, here's another thing. People, oh, I hate tours. I don't want to do tours. Have you ever done a tour? No. Well, how do you know? So like, I want to do a tour sometime not a huge tour with 65 billion people, but a small kind of like focal tour 
where you have a, a cool guide and you go to different places and the itinerary set out and there's plenty of time to enjoy the things and I don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, because then you get the tour experience, you know, you're with the, with the group or whatever. And um, like when my mom, when my grandparents passed, uh, we have all these strong roots in Nevada and my mom and my aunt and my uncle um, set up, well, really my mom, my aunt, but they, uh, they created a bus trip through Nevada to all these places that were important to my grandparents throughout their lives. Wow. And uh, we did it on, got on this big old tour bus and drove around. Now, granted, it was all my family, um, but it was, it was so awesome yeah. because we're driving. I mean, we, we drove like, I don't remember, 1,000, 1,500 miles of some crazy amount. But even the travel was interesting. And, you know, we're listening to music, singing songs. And, and my, my aunt, who is now, she was a school teacher and a principal. And so she likes to teach and she would get up and this is her passing and this and this, you know, she gave the history lessons yeah. on all this stuff. It was, it was super fun. And, and um, yeah, so it just kind of makes me think of, well, I would, it, if you choose again, I, you don't want ever want to do a tour. Well, have you ever been, if you've never been on a tour there, it's the same thing as a cruise. There's a billion different types of cruises or, or tours. There's the walk. I was one of those I've looking at walking tours where you set up and they basically transport your stuff and you walk and hike through the hills and then until you get the next B and B. Like that freaking sounds awesome. Like, yeah. um, but yeah, yeah. don't I don't some- want to think like well after I make the first edition planning I don't really want to think that much anymore. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a difference between an itinerary for your entire like if you're going on an extended trip. It just depends what it is. Like there's a certain portion you don't want overly, you just don't want it crammed. The, the, have the an cramming. Itinerary. Yes, yeah. it's the cramming and not recognizing that this isn't just task list to check. This is, you want to immerse yourself within the itinerary, not be dictated on by the itinerary. It's so this, different. I'm going to contradict myself here about the cramming thing. There's one useful thing I think about some of those, not necessarily cramming or, or, or toury things. Because of logistics? like Exposure. Mm-hmm. So, so when the first time we went to London, um, one of our friends who's British and we're like, well, what do we do in London? He goes, you know, it's going to sound kind of crazy, but what you should do is one of those, those um, double-decker bus tours. Yes, yes. You just and see goes, it all and you figure out what you want. And he was like, what it'll do... It's going to acclimate you to the area and you're going to see where things are. Yes. And it was so true because we got on this bus and we drove all over. Well, you're going to see this in the Tower of London and Big Ben and Parliament, you know, like the vacation thing. And, and you're driving all over the place. But it totally led us like we got then we had a, a B&B we were staying at and then we could just navigate. We we're like, oh, yeah, I think we wanted to go over here. We I remember being in this area. And so we went. It was um, so I, I do think it's not cramming as a vacation, but it, it maybe is is cramming a day just to get the logistics or at least to kind of uh, uh, it's see what the area is. It's like sort of like a buffet, right? The buffet, you don't get in the line. Yes. You walk by everything right. so that you can make sure that you're you're strategic in how you approach things. And you can kind of do things similar with traveling is maybe plan for the first day is, you know, skim the skim the horizon and then find the things that you really want to delve into a little bit more. Yeah, and it depends how many places you're covering, probably dictate that too. Like if you're in one location, you're going to be there two weeks. You definitely want to do the survey, get yeah. the menu. Essentially, you're getting the menu by seeing all these things as a just a exposure, like you said. But it's kind of reminds me of like 
we talk on the change position about like discovering hobbies, like, you know, you have children, you have to create exposure to things to figure out what you're really drawn to, to see what interests you. And it's the same thing on a microcosm kind of level that in these little trips, sometimes you just need the exposure to figure out what you are most interested in. And and again, that openness, because there's this, I'm just thinking about all this stuff. Like people say they hate cruises. You can't say that unless you've taken a cruise and there's so many. Right. I know other people's, I don't ever go to the big city to to vacation. Well, I grew up and I never really went to a big city other than San Francisco for a couple nights. And I would never have really thought about going to a city for destination. But I grew up in a smaller town in um, like we've been to London twice now. I love London. We've yeah. spent we spent five days in London. Yeah. Twice. And it's, um, I just, I, it, I just loved it, you know, and it's, and, oh, we don't go to big cities. Really? Like, you're not going to go to a big city with some of the most incredible art museums and, and natural history museums and culture and all this stuff, just because you don't think you like going to a big city. Have you ever done it? No. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just so interesting. People get so rigid about what they do. So I guess if I had to say anything about what has changed me about travel is the flexibility. Being flexible and open to new experiences is huge. Hey, and and for the Americans out there, don't be a jerk when you go to other people's countries. You know, like I'm, I would hope I'm to, the, I wish we didn't even have to say that, you know? I know. Like my husband and I like let's just say we're Canadians cuz you yeah. know, like in all honesty, there is there is some pretentious kind of selfish self-centered kind of activity that happens gets witnessed by a lot of other countries and and their residents or citizens and um when you're open like you just said and you're adaptable and you're going with the flow and you're trying to take in and understand another culture and you have to have a level of humility and patience and and just really enjoy it versus trying to like make it fit into this this world or culture of america i mean there's already enough influences from our country sometimes like you hear music from america that's in other countries but um i just that's one of the last things i want to say it really makes you just second guess your knee-jerk reactions and expectations of of that are related to impatience and being spoiled and um it just makes you i think be a little more present and um and really get more out of your vacations or your time away or your travel. So I think, I feel like I'm a pretty adaptable person, but I think through my travel, I've witnessed other people that have been just completely unreasonable and um, just don't be, you know, don't be that person. Um, but I think it's changed, changed me just realizing how different cultures can be um, and to respect other people. I mean, just, we should be doing that anyway, but. That was the last thing I wanted to add. Yeah, I, I, I will just stag on that. It's, it's sort of like if you're visiting another country, it's like visiting somebody's house. Yeah. Don't, you know, you're not going to. They're not going to be a marriage. Yeah, you're not going to say, well, I want, you know, how come you didn't cook me cookies when I came in here? Like, that's pretty rude. Just so you're going to somebody else, be respectful. And, yeah. and generally, I think most, I think there's the ugly American stereotype. Um. Unfortunately, there. I think it, it. I don't think it happens as much as people think, mm -hmm. but the epos that occur are highly visible and are easy to bring to mind. So people, there, people think about ugly Americans. Like you go to France, and how come you're not speaking English? Well, really, the question is how come you're not speaking French? And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. 
or Mexico. Oh, they don't speak. You know, how come they don't speak? English? They're not speaking good English here. I'm like, their their English is better than your Spanish, dude. So, um, yeah. I'm like, I, I mean, I get so embarrassed. That the other thing is, like, everybody. I get the feeling like everybody in the world speaks better, like more languages and better than we do, and it just it's so embarrassing to me. Like, because yeah. I can barely speak English, and um, and the people like, oh, my English is so bad. I'm like, your English is so much better than my Spanish, your French, you know, your my Mandarin, which is negligent. Um, yeah. It's, I wish, I wish we had more language in schools, but anyway. Well, you know, I would say that if you haven't traveled, those of you out there, um, it's an amazing opportunity for personal growth. Um, So uh, those are just my, my last thoughts that uh, you'll grow from it. If you have already, I'm sure you have things that we'd love to hear about. Um, But if you haven't, you should try it because it it really will expand your mind in different ways. And Kevin, you want to take us out? Sure. I mean, I want to summarize because we're all over the place here. The first thing is um, scheduling, making sure you can schedule time out so that you are um, a little bit of planning allows you to actually really optimize experiences. Um, The cramming, which we've talked about back and forth, uh, go to a place to experience. Don't go to a place just so you can post it to your Instagram account. Um, Type of travel that you do. Think about... uh, um, you know, whether you're going to hub and spoke it versus you're going to do a slow travel throughout an area, whether you're family with friends. Um, and then the last thing is really being open to new experiences. Uh, try not to be like Dr. Kukaro, who's people like whose wife goes, do you want to take a cruise? And you say, no, I don't want to do a cruise. Really think if you've never done it and you've never experienced it, at least be open to it. Again, if you hate water and you're scared of water, then probably don't do a cruise, but maybe you can do a river cruise. Um, but that openness is, um, those are the, the biggest thing is being open and doing things that you didn't think you were going to like and all of a sudden, holy moly, it, it, it can be changing. Um, it, it, yeah, be open to new experiences. Agreed. Awesome. Well, right. make sure you go to the changephysician.com if you haven't joined our community, whether you're a physician or physician ally, and we'll see you on the next episode. Stay well, folks. Thank you for joining us today on the Change Physician Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please let us know by going to thechangephysician.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out the free book giveaways, guides, and other physician resources available to you simply by joining the community at thechangephysician.com.